opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You have tuned in to the Mark Harrington Show, sponsored by Created Equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders to take on the culture of death and win. You don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. It does come out in one piece. It comes out in one piece. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark. So who are the real whistleblowers? That's what we're going to be talking about today on the Mark Harrington Show with your radio activist, Mark Harrington. And you can find out more uh, about our program by going to markharrington.org. We want to talk about the real whistleblowers. You know, in the last several months, we've been following this pseudo impeachment uh, inquiry of President Trump with this so-called whistleblower who nobody knows who he was, his secondhand knowledge. Uh, and yet the entire country is focusing on this so-called impeachment. And I, what I wanted to do is talk about what a whistleblower is, really. Uh, is it this shadowy figure that we don't know uh, their name, rename, you know, remains anonymous? Or is it something else? Well, if you just look at the definition... A whistleblower is a person who exposes any kind of information or activity that is deemed illegal, unethical, or not correct. That's a whistleblower. Now, we know with this whole thing that's going on in Washington, D.C., that this person, whoever they are, uh, which, by the way, we actually know who it is now, uh, this person has remained anonymous up to this point. Uh, we know that he really doesn't fit the definition as far as uh, what the government considers a whistleblower. Uh, and therefore, his, his uh, identity should be known. But the question is, is he really blowing the whistle on anything? And of course, I'm not going to get into the weeds on this whole impeachment fiasco. Uh, you know, I'll leave that for other uh, radio hosts and commentary uh, and bloggers and so forth. Uh, that's that's not my thing. I follow it very closely, but I wouldn't consider myself an expert other than to say this so-called whistleblower that's, you know, brought about this. So this this pseudo impeachment inquiry is not a real whistleblower. It is not. And, you you know. It couldn't be more clear to us if you juxtapose what's going on in Washington, D.C. today with the first official public hearings uh, on the impeachment of Donald Trump. And you compare that with a trial that's been going on for six weeks in San Francisco with our good friend David Delighton and others from the Center for Medical Progress who in 2015 were whistleblowers when it came to Planned Parenthood and the sale of baby body parts. If we all recall, four years ago, 
David Delayden and several of his colleagues went undercover as investigative uh, journalists and exposed on film for all of us to see Planned Parenthood selling baby body parts. And because of that, those videos that were released over several weeks, David Delayden and others were sued. And finally now, almost, what, four and a half years since the uh, first videos released, finally the trial is happening. A trial where Planned Parenthood is suing David Delayden. It ought to be the other way around, shouldn't it? Uh, but not in America, unfortunately, because there is no justice, there is no fairness anymore in this country. But if you juxtapose those two situations, the real whistleblower of David Delayden in the Center for Medical Progress and the fake whistleblower in Washington, D.C., who has ushered in this pseudo impeachment uh, inquiry, uh, they couldn't be more different. They couldn't be more different. And so I want to do just real quickly here is kind of uh, explain the difference. But before we do, we have a couple of video clips just to refresh your memory uh, of five years, four and a half years ago when these videos were released. Uh, the impact that this had, even though the mainstream media, for the most part, ignored it, uh, it made a huge impact on uh, a lot of Americans and certainly got the attention of Planned Parenthood. So what I want to do, let's play this first clip. This is part, these are the videos that were released by the Center for Medical Progress. Uh, the first one uh, shows uh, Cecile Richards, who was the, the CEO at the time. Here's what she said. The allegation that Planned Parenthood profits in any way from tissue donation is not true. But still, right, stop it there. Now, listen, about the, I want to make a point. Uh, she was forced. I mean, these videos came out. Uh, we were actually in Washington at the time uh, doing our outreaches. The videos came out and with, within days, Cecile Ripper, Richards released this video. So they re had to react right away. She says they're false. Well, I mean, they were, she was proven wrong. I mean, if you just watch the videos, of course, the media did the cover up for her. Uh, but anyway, she was proven wrong. Here's the next video clip. This is um, Melissa Farrell, who's the director of research for Planned Parenthood Gulf Coast, which is in uh, Houston. By the way, we were just down there, in fact, uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were there for the debates, the uh, presidential debates in Houston. Go ahead and play that quote alter our process mm -hmm. and we are able to obtain intact fetal cadavers it's all just a matter of line items mm -hmm. what did that line items baby just line items yeah, intact was... fetal intact fetal cadavers uh in other words full term babies bodies of babies so that they could procure procure <laughs> their uh, body parts. Uh, all right, continue on. This is uh, being, uh, Cecile Richards being asked a question about this when she was brought before the media. It's very clear what it is. It's, it's uh, getting samples, getting samples, it, getting, getting samples. No. Well, why don't you start by telling me what you're used to paying? Well, you know, in negotiations, a person who throws up the figure first is at a loss, right? So <laughs> I want to land with you more. 
<laughs> now, hold on a minute. This is Mary Gatter, Dr. Mary Gatter, president of the Medical Directors Council for Planned Parenthood Federation of America. She's sitting there having lunch, you know, chatting, just talking about making a deal uh, on baby body parts. Go ahead and continue the clip. Don't we all, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would definitely get Play that again. Go back a little bit. She says that she, when dealing with this and what she's going to get paid, she says, I want a Lamborghini. Go ahead. I want a Lamborghini. <laughs> I said, I want a Lamborghini. <laughs> Don't we all? Right? Uh, funny. I want a Lamborghini. That's what she wants. So, I mean, there are lots of these videos, folks. And if you want to find out more, if you're if you've, uh, are not aware or at least it's been a while, um, you can go to the centerformedicalprogress.org, centerformedicalprogress.org to find out more about these videos. I mean, there are dozens of them. And uh, the Center for Medical Progress is sitting on a bunch of them uh, because there's been an injunction against their re the release of these until the, the trial uh, is resolved. So uh, hopefully, I mean, there'll be a, a right verdict in this and we'll be seeing more from David Delayden and the Center for Medical Progress. But the point is, you got a, a, a for real whistleblower and David Delayden, and then you have the fake alternative, who is this pseudo whistleblower in this bogus uh, impeachment situation in Washington, D.C. And, you know, what I want to do is just go through a little bit of the differences. And I think most people understand this, but the, the, the deck is stacked against Christians, against conservatives, against truth tellers, against the government. Uh, you know, the deck is it's not a fair it's not an even playing field. We know that. But the, 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 the bias and the, the difference in treatment is stark. If you look at the impeachment of President Trump, we're getting wall to wall coverage. We've, well, first of all, we've had that since the moment that guy announced. Uh, his presidency, they were out to get him. The moment he was inaugurated, they said they wanted to impeach him. The whole Russia hoax for the last two and a half years, and now the Ukraine uh, witch hunt. Wall-to-wall -wall coverage of a pseudo-event with a bogus whistleblower. The difference is the Planned Parenthood baby part scandal and real whistleblowers crickets from the media for the most part crickets nothing from the democrat media you look at the president trump in this impeachment the whistleblower is seen as impeccable and credible where those who created the videos for the center for medical progress were considered uh the, the videos were considered highly edited and biased right even though you could sit and watch them for yourself and know what you were seeing. If you look at what's happening in Washington with this pseudo and bogus uh, whistleblower, it's secondhand information. The, the, the dude was not even on the phone call with President Trump. Planned Parenthood videos, David DeLayden was in the room. He got it on video. It got released to the public. And yet, very little has happened. Well, I mean, he's getting sued. It's a flip, right? You look at what's happening in Washington with the impeachment and the bias. 
The whistleblower is a former Biden associate, Joe Biden. He's a career CIA agent, part of the intelligence community, and is an Obama holdover. I mean, if this guy doesn't have an ax to grind against Trump, I don't know who would. Where if you look at David Daleiden and the Center for Medical Progress and all those, including Troy Newman and others, what do they have to gain by doing this? I mean, they're likely, they may end up going to prison. They could be uh, fined up to a million dollars or more because of what they did. They did it for the right reasons, because they wanted to save lives. The whistleblower in Washington remains anonymous. David Daleiden was immediately known and wanted to be. And, and that's the way it should be. If you're going to go to the point of blowing the whistle on somebody, especially the president of the United States, you're going to try to bring down a duly elected president, elected by some 62, I think it is, million Americans, and reverse an election. Don't you think that person should be known? Shouldn't President Trump know his accusers? But yet, oh, no, he's, he's got to be protected. I mean, it, it, it doesn't pass the smell test. Uh, David Daleiden was clearly out in the open, wanted people to know. And because of it, the attorney general, Planned Parenthood, every, they all lawyered up against him. And now, the, the, by the way, the, uh, the, the, the case has gone to a jury today. Democrats in Washington are trying to rush this thing through within weeks. We're talking almost five years now for the Center for Medical Progress. It's, you know, it's death by a thousand cuts for David Delight and the Center for Medical Progress. Five years. Can you imagine what they put that guy through? Unbelievable. And it's still not done. And then finally, you have powerful elites. Same deal here. You know, it's, it's the Washington establishment. You call it the deep state, if you will institutional corruption, trying to remove a duly elected president. They promised to drain the swamp. That's what's at the heart of all this. Uh, and, and, uh, and the same thing's happening with David Daleiden and Planned Parenthood, a multi-billion dollar, supposedly nonprofit organization who has endless amounts of funds and resources to come against uh, a pro-life activist who will likely face jail uh, and a fine. So, you know, th this whistleblower on the side of uh, on the impeachment, uh, this dude, he's probably already writing his book, right? I mean, he's going to profit uh, in the millions of dollars, even though he's not even a whistleblower, even though he wasn't even on the phone call. It's all secondhand information, even though he's supposedly remaining anonymous and anybody that brings up his name it can be sued you know uh it, it's really unbelievable the levels to which we have unequal justice in america but the good news is this after all that said the truth will set you free and eventually it all comes out doesn't it it really does and justice will be done it's not always done here on earth but eventually it will It'll be done. It'll all come out. And Planned Parenthood and their minions are going to get their day in court. And it ain't going to be a court in San Francisco. It's not going to be on the left coast. They're not going to have a favorable judge. They're going to have to meet God Almighty. 
And believe me, they aren't going to be able to make an excuse for what they've done. They may get away with it now, but not not forever. We all have to meet. We all have to meet God eventually. Uh, and then I'm going to spend the next couple of minutes just talking about some other things that have been going on. But I just want to say this on a personal note. Uh, President Trump, let's let's just consider him for a moment. You know, I've been thinking about this more and more. Uh, who would have known what kind of president he was going to be and a president that we needed for such a time as this? Think about it. Uh, it's a time in which America's in peril, the church is in decline, yet this guy is outspokenly willing to take, on, on his own almost, by himself, willing to take it all on himself. In some ways, he's become a proxy for a lot of people. Many people are looking to President Trump to carry their water. I don't think it's a good idea, frankly, because even if he gets reelected, what, we have another five years of him and then who knows what will happen. But if President Trump has a legacy, it'll be in two areas, in my opinion. The first is his legacy will be that he took on the deep state. He calls it draining the swamp. He took on the deep state and they came out in force. That's what we've seen for now almost three years with this uh, Russian hoax. Now the Ukraine hoax, this bogus impeachment. Uh, he probably never figured that's what was going to happen to that degree. But he has taken it on. And hopefully if he gets reelected, he'll be able to continue to do that. So his legacy will be that he took on the deep state. It's been exposed to uh, to the American people and almost single-handedly, he has crushed the fake media. Uh, it used to be, oh, we all knew they were biased and we just kind of, oh, it's just the way it is. No, he basically took it on and said, we're not going to settle for this stuff. They're corrupt. They're evil. Uh, they don't believe in freedom of spe speech. They're really anti-freedom of speech. Uh, and I think has done irreparable harm to the mainstream media. I don't think they're going to be able to repair from it. I, I just don't. Give this guy another four years, although it won't be equaled out in any by any means. He's certainly ushered in a new paradigm when it comes to uh, the media. Uh, we all are know, know exactly what we're dealing with now. And then finally, I guess the second thing President Trump will be known for is his uh, his influence on the courts, the federal courts, because he's already packing the courts with his uh, his 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 uh, appointment appointed justices. And we hope that he obviously I mean, one of the big things, of course, is his impact on the Supreme Court of the United States. So if he were to get a second term, uh, we could really see the courts be. Um, uh, impacted for generations by President Trump. So basically, that's that's the way I look at things here. We have fake whistleblowers like this guy in Washington, D.C. that remains anonymous. Um, and then we have real whistleblowers who are taking on real injustice, authentic problems, corruption, evil, like David Daleiden and others who took on Planned Parenthood. Uh, and they were the ones that we ought to be uh, considering real whistleblowers. Uh, 
Now, when I talk about whistleblowers, you know, I was thinking about this. That's who we are, too. I mean, created equal at some level are whistleblowers. What do we do? We are calling out to the abortion industry. We are exposing abortion. That's what we do day in, day out with the use of victim photography, video, pictures, everything we put to it. You know, all the resources and media that we do. We're whistleblowers in that we expose abortion. And just recently released, for an example, this video comparing Satanism to abortion, linking the two, that there's a connection. We're whistleblowers. Uh, we are exposing uh, information uh, against those who do things illegally or unethically. Now, abortion's legal, but we all know it's not moral. And because of it, I've been sued. I've been jailed. Uh, and so I guess I'm in good company, right? Uh, this whistleblower is nothing's going to happen to him. In fact, they'll, they, you know, he's like a hero to everybody. He'll get a big book deal and probably will never have to appear before Congress, right? Uh, cause they'll keep protecting him. So he's not a real whistleblower, really. Whistleblowers pay serious price. They're not, they're not, uh, coddled like, uh, this guy is. Um, and then finally, we blow the whistle on medical waste companies. And we're going to be talking about that more as the new year uh, arrives, what, what we're going to be doing about that. So, I mean, Created Equal, the pro-life movement are really, we are true. We're, we're the real thing. I mean, we are whistleblowers, uh, not, this, not like this, uh, this fake whistleblower in Washington, D.C., pseudo whistleblower. All right. Now, uh, we just finished up our road trip for life. And if you don't know what that is, that's where we go on the road for weeks at a time to college and high school campuses across America. We visited the state of Texas and we also went to the presidential debate there. We went to the state of Michigan and we visited the we went to the presidential debate there as well. And we went to the state of Georgia. You know, I would have wouldn't have known. Interesting enough. When I set out this plan to go to these states, each one of them held a debate. Isn't that something? I don't know, man. There's something going on uh, intuitive here that I, uh, <laughs> I've got good political sense or just it was the Holy Spirit. When I picked these three states, the Democrat National Committee had not picked their debate uh, locations. It just tells you that we are at the heart of the battle. They know who the key states are and we know who the key states are. Michigan, Georgia, Texas, Ohio was one of them as well. And so we just finished our uh, our fall road trip for life. And it's interesting what we find. You talk about whistleblowers and the reaction we get from the status quo, the establishment. It's very predictable. And at Georgia State University, if you go all the way down to the end of that, uh, that, that article, we ran into the typical uh, cover up that we find on college campuses. It's no different than what's happening with David Daleiden. Uh, you know, the cover up from Planned Parenthood, it's no different than what's happening in Washington, D.C. by hiding the identity and protecting the, the, uh, uh, the, the so-called whistleblower. Nothing's new under the sun, really. Uh, college campuses are no longer marketplaces of uh, ideas, you know, the, the place where issues are gonna be debated freely. They're indoctrination centers for ideology, right? That's all they are. And the governments, the administration themselves and student government side 
with the status quo, and they are anti-free speech. They reluctantly give in to free speech. They say, oh, well, we've got to do this, but they're against it across the board almost in every public university in America. And when we went to Georgia State University, what we encountered was two things. First of all, they sent out an email to everybody saying that they were going to, uh, that we were coming, and they warned the students that there would be hateful and mean-spirited rhetoric. Think about how they poisoned the well there. Uh, we don't mind if people say, you know, universities send out the message saying we're coming. We don't care as long as they're uh, even handed about it and do it with every group and not just us. But when they poison the well with that kind of language, it certainly doesn't add to speech. In fact, it, it, it not, only does, not only deters people from speaking to us, it also endangers us. So when, I, when this article came out, um, they basically said, as usual, that we were out uh, t you know, to, to gain lawsuits and this kind of thing. The bottom line is this. Universities are no longer places of higher learning. They're indoctrination centers. They treat their, treat their students like snowflakes. They create these safe spaces. And this is no different across the board. We're seeing this in Washington. We're seeing this play out in San Francisco with the Center for Medical Progress. So stick around with us. Uh, be watching us on this channel and go to markharrington.org to find out more. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808, 614-269-7808, or go online to createdequal.net, createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.